Welcome to episode 62 of Now We're Talking. I'm Rob Danish from the University of Waterloo, and this is a podcast about communication skills. So lately, we've been talking a good bit about leadership and different kinds of communication practices that are useful for effective leadership. And in this episode, I want to offer a kind of overview of what makes an effective leader. So I want to try and answer the question, what makes an effective leader in terms of communication practices? so that we can present a kind of composite picture of effective leadership. Um, so I, and I also wanna give a definition of what I think effective leadership looks like and why I think it's, it's important. So uh, here's my definition of good leadership. Good leadership is the use of effective communication practices for the purposes of persuasion, the building of relationships, and for making good decisions. So that's what it is. It's using effective communication for persuasion, for building relationships, and for making good decisions. I think we succeed at that. We succeed at that kind of effective communication. In other words, we're good at persuasion, we're good at building relationships, and we're good at making decisions when we balance five main relational communication practices with five main functional communication practices. And this is the overview part of of um, of this episode, so I want to I want to present this kind of composite picture of effective leadership, and show all of the different things that are necessary for persuasion, for building relationships, and for making good decisions. Uh, so if I were a human resources manager, and and I'm not, but if I were in HR or or one of those executive recruiting teams or an executive recruiter, um, what I would I would have on my desk whenever I interviewed someone for a leadership position, I would have these kinds of uh, relational communication practices and these functional communication practices. And I would look at uh, those 10 things together and I would look for a candidate that showed evidence of possessing as many of those 10 attributes as possible and a good balance between them. So I think what's more likely, so there are a lot of, 10 things is a lot. So odds are someone that's in a leadership position is good at a few of these things. Uh, they likely got to their position because they were good at a few of these things. And uh, those things sort of drove their ascension uh, up the kind of leadership ranks. But a really exceptional leader can balance the functional and the relational. And I think that's more rare. Uh, and it's unfortunate that it's so, so rare. But it's likely because the functional and the relational require different sets, very different kinds of skills. And so oftentimes someone that's good at functional communication practices are not as good at, as rela at relational ones and, or vice, vice versa. So we have to keep that in mind. Okay, anyway, so effective leadership requires us to balance the relational and the functional in order to persuade, in order to build relationships, and in order to make good decisions. So what are the relational communication practices? Um, they are, I'm going to give you the, the five first as an overview, and then I'll talk about each one um, in, in particular. So first, we speak in terms of values, not facts. Second, we resonate uh, or we use resonance. Third, we ask good questions. Fourth, we listen and support. And fifth, we include. Uh, so I want to talk about each of those in terms of, of communication practices. So good relational communication, the first relational communication practice is to speak in terms of values, not facts. Why, not what or how. We organize or arrange messages by privileging values over facts, by privileging reasons 
over what a thing is or what it isn't, we also are good at using stories to motivate others. So um, when we're speaking, we're thinking about the importance of value, the importance of why, and the importance of story in motivating others. So that's relational communication practice, number one. Uh, number two is called resonance. So this is from Richard Boyatzis' work on leadership. Resonance is the ability to use self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship building skills to produce feelings of being engaged and in sync with others. You want other people to feel connected to you. We have to resonate in these kinds of ways. Um, uh, Boyatzis calls this kind of an open, an open loop circuit, uh, our kind of uh, our social skills sort of are, allow us to resonate and to connect with people. Uh, third, we ask good questions. Uh, we ask good questions by engaging in humble inquiry, which I talked about before on this podcast, by drawing people into, into conversation. We ask good questions by privileging dialogue over transactional communication. So we're looking to engage with people, not just get information from them. Uh, we also ask good questions whenever we catalyze transformative conversations, which we talked about in the last episode. So we ask good questions. Fourth, uh, the two most important and foundational interpersonal skills are active listening and active support. Good leaders know how to, to do both. They're good at active listening. They're good at active support. Um, we talked about both of those in previous episodes of, of this podcast. Fifth, we know how to include others. Inclusion involves creating shared meanings, creating a shared language, creating shared goals through inclusive communication practices. I haven't yet really done an episode on inclusive communication practices. Hopefully I will shortly, um, but that's also necessary for leadership. Now, the, the purpose of those five relational communication practices is to connect with others. So effective leadership whether it's for the purposes of persuasion, the building of relationships or the making of good decisions requires connection. It requires a kind of relationality between a leader and his or her followers. It requires a kind of high degree of relationality and higher degree of, of connectedness for effective leadership. So those relational communication practices will make that feeling of connection possible. So when we speak in terms of values, not facts, when we resonate, when we ask good questions, when we listen and support, and when we, include, when we use inclusive communication practices, we'll foster those kinds of connections or that kind of relationality. Okay, so relational communication practices need to be balanced with functional communication practices. Here are the five main functional communication practices that we wanna look out for. Uh, first, process. So good leaders establish, structure, facilitate effective meanings, transparent decision-making processes, etc. So a good leader follows processes that he or she explains to others and then facilitates those processes effectively. Uh, it's important to have the right processes in place and then to follow them, and good leaders know that. Second, good leaders have vision, strategy, and strategy, and they're transparent about that vision and their strategy. So um, we want to know where we're going in the future. We want to be able to, to design a strategy to get to that place and we also wanna communicate in such a way that we've explained what our vision is and why we're, we're pursuing it in that manner. And we do that not defensively. So a good leader isn't defensive in their explanations on, um, on why they're doing something. Uh, that kind of vision plus strategy plus transparency, that is what leads to trust. Third, good leaders are also open. They are open or attuned to uncertainty and they seek out uncertainty instead of closure. So we talked about that uh, in episode 60. 
Fourth, and I've talked about this before in this podcast, but good leaders are able to frame things. They frame conversations or they frame work or they frame decisions in ways that highlight or bring attention to advantages, benefits, and values. Their framing of situations is critically important to decision-making and for how other people react rationally or irrationally to uh, particular circumstances. Fifth, a good leader gets feedback and is attuned to feedback. So we need to be aware that we're always, we, we're always having effects on others, and that means we need to ask for feedback on those effects and look for ways to alter the practices based on that, that feedback. This is causal reasoning at its core. Uh, human beings, intelligent human beings at least, are good at causal reasoning. They, they know that action X produced consequence Y, and a good leader kind of tracks back, okay, if Y was the consequence of X, is Y really the thing that we want, or we want like half Y, and how do we change X in order to get a different Y? So good leaders are attuned to, to feedback. So we engage in good processes, we have vision, strategy, and transparency, we're open, we frame, and we seek feedback. Those five functional communication practices will generate trust in others, and we'll make sure that we, we end up with, um, we end up in kind of rational, uh, a rational place to make good decisions. Um, okay, so the relational communication practices help us connect, the functional communication practices help others trust us and trust outcomes or trust the decisions that, that we make. If we have connection and trust, we have good leadership. Um, so I wanna just, uh, you know, th that's a lot of information, um, but I wanna add a few other things to all that information. There's always the question, how or what would make me good at relation these relational communication practices or what would make me good at these functional communication practices? Well, I think that uh, in order to be good at these things, we need a couple of other internally, we as individuals need a few things in order to be able to communicate in ways in which we're asking good questions, we're listening and supporting, we're open, we have vision and transparency, we're engaged in process, we get feedback, etc. cetera. Uh, those things that are required of us, I think, are uh, one, goodwill. So, uh, you, you know, it's really hard for us to engage in humble inquiry or ask good questions that draw people into conversation if we don't have goodwill toward, or, and that's the interests of others in mind. It's really hard for us to be opened and attuned to uncertainty if we don't have goodwill. It's really hard for us to be transparent if we don't have goodwill. So a good leader has goodwill and the goodwill positions that leader in order to engage in these kinds of relational communication practices and these functional communication practices effectively. I think a good leader also has authenticity and authenticity is a, is a, kind, of, um, a kind of matching of experience, so awareness and communication. You know, the person really is or represents themselves as they, as they really are. Um, it's hard to, to speak in terms of values and not facts if we're not being authentic. It's hard to resonate with others if we're not being authentic. Um, it's hard to have vision then be transparent about it if we're not being authentic and, and honest. Uh, good leaders also have good sense. Um, good sense is, is a kind of awareness of, um, of kind of the role that, that or, and a kind of ability to use or reason effectively about leadership tasks. And we don't, if, you know, people without good sense cannot understand or get feedback and then act on that feedback. People without good sense can't frame a conversation effectively and make a, a fine distinction. People without good sense can't 
uh, actively support another and, and see the benefit of that active support. Uh, good leaders also have, I think, generally confidence. It's really hard to communicate. It's really hard to get, to get feedback if you're not confident. It's really hard to include others. It's really hard to listen and support. It's really hard to ask questions. Uh, it's really hard to be transparent if you lack confidence or if you're insecure. So a leader that possesses authenticity, goodwill, good sense, and confidence, uh, they're usually positioned well to engage in effective relational communication practices and functional communication practices of the kind that I just described. And those people are usually best positioned to create a kind of balance or kind of harmony between the functional and the, the relational. Um, I think if, the, if there's disharmony between the functional and the relational, something will always be missing for uh, some leaders. So some people are kind of really good at process and really good at making a rational decision, but are sort of cold and disconnected from their followers. Eventually that coldness or that disconnection from the people that they work with will cause harm to the decision-making process or the possibilities of persuasion even. Um, some people are really kind of emotive and good, nice to be around. Everyone wants to always be around them. Uh, they're, they're kind of in sync with others all the time. But then it's a kind of mess when it comes to a functional task of making a decision. People, those people can be all over the place or uh, meetings can go awry or it's too much time talking about what their feelings, et cetera. Uh, and it can get frustrating because nothing gets done. Um, so the reason usually one, one or the other of those hypothetical people usually ride to their position of leadership is because it really does matter that they have these skills in relational communication or functional communication. But without the balance, um, it's really hard to, it, it, without balance, it's would be hard for me to describe that person as an effective, effective leader. So I think you need, uh, I think uh, what I'm trying to make clear is that effective leadership communication involves balancing relational with functional communication tasks and practices. And in the absence of that balance, someone can still be relatively good at one or the other of these sets of practices and really engage people or really make good decisions. Um, but they're still kind of coming up short in important ways that will disrupt later on the possibility of persuasion or good decision-making or building relationships. Um, I think it's useful to come back to that original definition here toward the end. Good leadership is the use of effective communication practices for the purposes of persuasion, the building of relationships and for making good decisions. You don't persuade without the kind of connection made possible by relational communication. You don't persuade without the kind of reasoning, transparency, process, openness, framing, and feedback of functional communication. You don't build relationships without the relational communication practices I described, but you also don't build effective work relationships without functionally pursuing goals and actually achieving those goals. Um, you don't make good decisions in, without a sense of connectedness or a, a, without a sense of trust in process and in reasoning that comes from functional communication. Uh, so those outcomes, um, good decision-making, good, good relationships and persuasion are achievable with the balance between the, the relational communication practices and the functional communication practices. Um, so when a leader can kind of balance those things, I think he or she maximizes their ability to be persuasive, to form relationships, and to and to make good decisions. Um, some of these, so this gets more complicated. What what can happen now is that 
I'm not going to do it in this episode, but what can happen now is that we can break down each of those five main communication practices into a set of performance indicators, whereby we say something like, um, you know, speaking in terms of values, not facts, why not, what or how, and using stories to motivate others, that requires um, being able to articulate a story with a challenge or choice and a plot. Uh, it involves knowing that when messaging your company or your, your followers, you need to place, place why claims before how or what claims. So the why gets privileged in the organization of, of the message. Um, it's the same for, so um, vision and transparency. You know, we articulate the end goal for our group and then we give the group reasons why we want that to be the end goal in a non-defensive manner. So we can perform each of these practices or indicate how each of these practices are performed uh, and then measure whether or not we're actually engaged in, in those practices. So uh, if I wanted to be, uh, if I was kind of moving up as a leader institutionally, uh, I would ask for some feedback on these, uh, on the relational communication practices and the functional communication practices. And I also wanna know how I could get better, how I could perform each of those more effectively. Presumably, if I performed each of those more effectively, then I'd be an even more effective leader. That's the, that's the kind of gamble here. Uh, what I'm trying to do in this episode is add sort of uh, detail. Uh, I think a lot of people will say good leadership requires effective communication. Okay, yes. So everybody thinks that, everybody knows that. Well, what does effective communication look like? Why do we want effective communication? Uh, what I'm trying to do here is, is uh, sketch out a kind of composite and detailed picture of what effective communication looks like for a leader and all of those, those kinds of basics. Uh, some of these things I've covered in more detail in other episodes. Some of them I haven't yet, but hopefully I will in the future. Um, but that's it for now. That's the composite picture of an effective, an effective leader. Um, I'm going to take a few weeks off from, from these episodes, but when we're back, um, I'm going to switch gears a little bit and talk about some other communication practices not necessarily related to leadership. So thanks everyone for listening and I'll be back soon.